Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. And welcome to the Dr. Drew Podcast. Got a big show today. Uh, don't forget to support the people that support us here. Click through the Amazon banner and support the get the 30% discount at Hydrolite. And uh, go over to my Instagram page, Dr. Drew Pinsky. We're doing a lot of Instagram live stuff there. And welcomoming Fred Stoller. Hey, buddy. Hey, I start with an apology. No, no, hold on. Now let's, let's even back up before I an apology. I should have reached out for this silly thing. <laughs> I'm wasting your time. My credibility is shot. I... Let's talk about the guy who you affected so positively. <clears throat> yes, he should have been on this. No, you were going to tell me the story about it. Well, you, you texted me a, a testimonial yes, from some yes. guy. He, tell me about this. Well, I was uh, with a friend um, at this this is, I'm like one of those annoying people. I tell a story and they set up. It's a restaurant that has chicken. <laughs> I don't have to. What was that? It's a fried chicken place. I forgot what it's called. Yardbird. It's a really good one. Nice. And um, so the waiter comes over and he 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 was just such a fan of mine, but mostly from this show and how something I said with you really helped his self confidence. Yeah, I forgot. I, I we should add him on because I forgot what it was, but it was something like you said something that frightened him and me, but it was reassuring that things don't get ch- changed. You don't get more confident, but you accept yourself better. Something like that. We're always who we are, yes. but we come to terms with it. Something right. like that helped yes. the guy. I, I think we're talking more about anxiety and things like that. And I and I was and personality and I was saying, you know, we don't it's hard to change personality. It's very very difficult. It sort of doesn't happen. But who you are, you can become more accepting of exactly. and embracing towards and kind to and you know use your own strengths and weaknesses more effectively. So, okay, yeah, that's true. He somehow he Interpreted that about confidence. He's he's got confidence problems, but somehow some he interpreted in a way that was helpful, and I really felt good. Yeah, good. In yes. a weird way, you sent a video of him talking. Yeah. to me, and he didn't seem like a guy with a confidence problem, right? Well, he he um is Korean, and he was adopted by a <laughs> in the Midwest. I forgot if it was Minneapolis. So it's like he never really fit in with the. Asian culture or the Caucasian culture. Oh, yeah. So you're never, never good enough for anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. growing up in Minneapolis or something um, yeah. where his identity – I mean I have – my friend, his son is partially uh, hearing impaired but he never connected with the deaf community. So right. they, I get those, those – I guess some black people have that same thing where they don't fit into L- – Lots of people that have – and it was adopted by white parents. Um, have different, yeah. yeah, differing kinds of mixed identities have trouble belonging all one place or all another. Right, and, and especially wherever it was. Again, I think uh, Minneapolis, yeah. it's not a diverse place right. that has the culture. So that's right. He, uh, yeah, he, uh, but he was just uh, he sent over some free rolls. Nice. And, and so it was really, I really felt good that. You help somebody. Yes. There's a few people that have reached out and said things that I didn't understand, like uh, one guy at the drugstore, you, you you show away. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So, uh, and, well, How's Pearl, speaking of helping somebody? She's 90. and This is Fred's mom, Pearl. 
She's still in the retirement community, which the funny, sad thing is that people our age are moving in. And no, yes, that's so, sick. So you, you, the people who live underneath her are, are a little bit younger than me. No, yeah, because it's a, yeah, you only have to be fifty five. Oh it, my god, and people like you know, police officers or whatever, transit authority, they they want to retire as soon as they can. Yeah. So she feels really left out because, you know, all most of her friends are dying. Her whole life she's been saying it's almost over and, <laughs> and she accentuates who's dying. For 70 years. But now she really is feeling more isolated and then she has some medical thing where – she doesn't recognize faces up close. What oh, is that? Well, it's probably a, a macular degeneration. Yeah. So, um, so it's not that she, if she can see the face, she recognizes. Yeah, she she can just can't see it. She can watch the news. She she likes she likes the guy in um, CNN Polo. She said, "What's that?" I, I figured <laughs> out she was she. Maybe she was thinking Mario, Cole, Marco, Polo. <laughs> she says Rachel Maddow. She doesn't have patience for. Her. She talks too fast, but she likes Polo. Cole, Cuomo. She, she was meeting Cuomo. Cuomo. Yes, so yes. Funny. So, so she's she's paranoid. She thinks when she was in the pool that they're taunting her, going, "Can you see me, Pearl? Do you recognize me?" When they were probably just saying, "Do you recognize me?" So she thinks they taunt her in the pool. But, she's so uh, mad at me. I don't, well, I don't think she walks around going that Dr. Drew, but uh, my, my, as you know, she doesn't believe you. You think she's uh, nice, and and she doesn't believe you. And your sister? And my sister, you know, my sister's been embarrassed by her her, her whole life, like that she gets words wrong. Like my, my friend has twins, and she goes, did they come from the same wound? <laughs> How could you have given birth twice and not know the word womb? <laughs> so when my mother says, oh, he's Norm Crosby, the young people don't know who he is. No, nope, they have no idea. Do, do you know who he is? I know of him. His shtick was getting things wrong. Like mind bottling, my mother says, and so my sister thought I had her on here, humiliating her, and my mother didn't know what a podcast was. She was a she was a what episode was that, Gary? She became people became fans of hers. Because yes, of that the first one I did, and and yes, so my sister hated that I had her back and told her, Doctor Drew, don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> so my fr- sister's first of many to warn people. So for a 90-year-old, well, she's always saying it's almost over her whole life. So she goes, now it really is. So, and you your know. buddy Jimmy O. Yang is oh. now a crazy rich Asian. Oh, he's – well, he's uh, – I don't uh, rate for his crew anymore. He hangs out with – What? The- Oh, he's with – uh, who's this guy, Amino? I don't know who – no, I, I saw him uh, – I think I saw him a few days ago. Okay. He is – he is – well, he is um, – what's that slick term? Um, on fire? Does, oh, blowing up. Blowing up. Well, he's got the best of both worlds and uh, cra- um Silicon Valley is the cachet show. Yeah. It's not the one like NCIS, the whole America work wa- – Watches, but it's the cool like yeah. madman of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Annie's in Crazy Rich Asians, which is a number one in the world thing. Yeah. So, oh, he he's he's uh, uh he uh, he hangs up with uh, not Blake Lively or something. <laughs> the, uh, while you think of it, uh, the episode one of the episodes of Pearl is two seventy two. Okay, actually, I I talked to Jimmy yesterday and. I was trying to cancel this, and he goes, "No, own up to Doctor Drew what you did." Because I All feel right, like I, I've lost credibility. I didn't. You have not lost credibility, but let's hear the story. <clears throat> okay, so this is why we. Do, this is why Fred's here. There's a story behind all this. We're just getting caught up now. So, and, uh, so there's. 
So <laughs> a while back, well, how did you meet this woman? Well, I didn't. I don't. I didn't get catfish. No, no, no. It's all legit. No, no. Let me just say, set this up by saying, I've seen videos of women yelling at you. Yeah. <laughs> what is that all about? Can Gary? Can you pull one of those up? They're, are they on Facebook? Where were they? <laughs> Gary's going. What are you talking about? Yeah, they, uh, do, they, where were they? On the, were they Twitter? I think I put on Instagram. This this woman. She friend Instagram. I you know. Let me ask you about AA. I, I know I'm going in all directions. A E A A A A. Now there are a lot of people when they're in AA or the spiritual program. They make it like it's Jesus and. I don't judge, and but you don't get it together. I don't. I'm spiritual, and she's like that with AA and spirituality. Like you it, don't do the work. I, I would. I would suggest that being harsh and aggressive some towards someone is like Christians being unchristian. But don't a lot you. of AA people do that? Uh, they can get a little proselytizing, uh, sanctimonious, yes. proselytizing. We call it them, saved me. It's going to save them, you. We call them book thumpers. Yes, yes. I, I, um, so she's just so – oh, yeah. So I know another woman just like her. But she was just screaming at you. Thinks Beacom Yoga, whatever that is, saved <laughs> her life. Yoga. Oh, man. And fuck you, don't get better. Don't do yoga. <laughs> Go right. And so but she's she was, always. But they was ang- they're not angry with you for drinking or smoking pot. They're angry not with you. Not doing yoga and being <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> right. I, I know two women. This one is the most. Um, <laughs> Angry spiritual person because you don't do the work and like she does. So I, then she started trying to be funny, but but and this but, yelling like, at you. Yes, yeah, it well, was hard to watch. I want to put it up. I want Gary to play it if she can find it. Um, but so that so that's the background of how women are treating you these days. <laughs> and so when you when I heard about this other one coming to town that you wanted to talk about, I thought, oh shit. So you know, this me. once actually happened once before. Or I thought I met a girlfriend and I said, we're going to do a podcast where Fred Stoller met a girl. I thought I met someone really cool and attractive and quirky. But then she ended up – we actually once did a – you met her. We did a live podcast. Remember where she got up and there was a guy staying with her and he's, and he, with his dog and she couldn't kick him out. So I was dating a woman whose ex-boyfriend was staying on the floor <laughs> like a dog. Every, was she up on the set with Yes, us? Yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I thought I, – I, Dr. Drew, I'm seeing a young woman. She's in porn but I didn't know she was in porn what? and she gets Wait me. Wait a minute. Now come on now. Slow it down. Where would you meet okay. this woman? All right, so a few years ago, you find the yelling. Is this is the video in question? The woman balancing like a big piece of wood on her head. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, one, yes. I saw another one where they, she's driving or something. Yeah, she would just say, "Get have fun, go to." Uh, Can we play that? To, one? Go to Halloween. Hey, look for the one with the driving one where she just. I, I don't want to give her publicity. I, you know, maybe not. Oh, come on. I want to hear no, it. I'll, People are going to go to your website, your Instagram. All right. Go, anyway. I'll, I'll put it up on my uh, – I'll, I'll do uh, – Andy Kindler always liked, liked using an expression, I'll pin it. <laughs> I'll pin the tweet. <laughs> I'll pin it. Um, so basically what happened was okay. on Instagram when I first got on it a few years ago, you notice when someone likes every one of your things and you go, who is this? Yeah. <clears throat> so I see, oh, it's an attractive woman and – she had like a fashion blog or a – it wasn't sexual, I didn't think. But there was one where she was naked, the ass, in a shower and, and it was interesting. And and uh, so she saw – I liked everything. Hey, I didn't mean to like all yours. And, 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 and you know, and she was – she had these kind of blogs, rants and – 
And I didn't think she was a stripper because was she? Yeah. Okay. Um, there were no piercings yeah. and yeah. the Bonnie Rotten, no one, who I like. Yeah, no you one know, ever strips without piercing. Yes, ever. piercings uh-huh. or grunginess or okay. you know. She, and she she's was a clean like, stripper. Yeah. And why would mm-hmm. she reach after me? And I think she's heard me on podcast or and stuff. And, and so we, you, so so you're you're looking at her Instagram. You're seeing her ass bare naked in the Instagram. <laughs> yes. You're somehow learning that she's a stripper, I guess. Well, well, we would talk. We talked. Uh, where? <clears throat> you know, some. I don't remember how it led. This is a many talk years ago. Talk on the phone or? I think so. This is like three, four years ago. Okay. All right. So you start talking. And you find yes. out she's a stripper. Okay. She's a stripper and she would send writings that she was doing blogs about a stripper. And okay. she's, I don't want to give away who she is because she's okay. – Okay. All right. Keep going. And, and, but she's in Your another city. Open, she's in another city where um, – it was. It's a more artsy city. What am I? What's the point? What I'm trying to say. Okay. So she, you know, she, now today there's a thin line where you could be a stripper or porn, but you're also on comedic rants. You know what I mean? There's someone who um, I came across who did a full blown porn, and she's like a comedian. And <clears throat> what's my point? Okay, so point is, there's a lot of crossover right now. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. So I thought she was one of these artsy comedians, like, stripping but performance art comedians. But she, but but we do. So basically, then I didn't see her until I was opening for Norm Macdonald briefly. Okay. Was that when I saw you guys way back then? Yeah, but but she wasn't there. She's in no, a different I know, but, city. But, but I mean, that was yes, a while that's ago. when I. Yeah, okay. yeah. So she, we were in a, a city. We were performing, and this was, a, um, and she. Um, we went out to eat with Norm and she took us to a bookstore and she's really well read. Again, if someone gets me, they're not into, hey, dudes, Opie and Anthony. Well, I don't know what I'm saying. We're, we're from the farmer's market. <laughs> the, uh, the comic strip. Well, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. You know, it's aggressive kind of yeah. um, comedy seller. I don't know comedy what seller in New York. talking about. Yeah. So basically um, – <clears throat> I didn't care for her for two years. Because? I don't know. I think she had a boyfriend or something. Okay. I, well, you right. know, you one of these people. You, you just were friendly, but that's that. That's that. Okay. Then all of a sudden, you know, I get a text. I don't recognize the number. Hey, it's me. Oh, hey. What are you doing? <clears throat> she goes, I'm in porn now. Oh, really? And, and um, well, she was, I, well, she was hinting at it that she, she, she may try it. So I was, you know, checking out her stuff. And, <laughs> and How was it? You know, some of it I like. I'm from a different generation. I don't like when women are choked or uh, they spit uh-huh. or they're smacking them or, Yeesh. or you know what I mean. Okay. I sound such a dude. They get smacked. They're bad. Oh boy! And um, <clears throat> but she's very attractive, and um, she would come to town once in a while, and uh, you know, so I, you know, I would give her my critiques. No, no, I'd say of like porns. Yes. I like the ones where they're not, you know, where you're and nice and say? they're nice. No, she was really cool. She got my generation and she got, we have the same sensibilities a okay. lot. And, right. you know, a story or, or and, I, and I, I never liked strippers or strip clubs. You know, I, I uh, Stormy Daniels used to come on Loveline. Uh-huh. And uh, she came on when she was a performer and then she came on later when she was a director, producer of pornography. And she goes, look, she goes, I learned how to make pornography for women and men because that's what I wanted to do is make porns for women. And she goes, and here's the de- here's the deal. Men want to see people having sex. 
women want to know why those people like each other so much so and maybe they want I'm, to have sex. I'm feminine. So I, the story. I, 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 that's why I don't like strip clubs. It's impersonal. I, I want to believe the story even if it's so fake. Like, like the, she the, really the, was a cop and throw yes, her clothes off there. Okay. I, I do want well, to – that's see- what you notice that – you notice that in male strip clubs – Every male stripper has a job when he walks into the – he's a fireman. He's a That's Indian interesting. Chief, and then he loses his job and he's a stripper. When women – when men watch strippers, those women have a job. It's, See, I never their job like – Their job is stripper. That's their job. I never like when you turn on the click and, and it's just sex. I want there, – there was one so you guy. you want a nurse outfit or did, a police No, outfit. even oh. – there was a guy – this is how sick I am. I know the name. Dirty Debutantes, <laughs> where he would interview people and he'd promise it's their first time. And oh. I loved what you love made you do it. Okay. Yes. Or, okay. yeah. So I love, I, I had a thing. We'll talk about some other time where uh, <laughs> I did re, you know, um, what's, what are they called? Not reenactments, um, scenarios. Yeah. So even if it's a fake story, okay. I, I, I like, the, like I like this a personal thing. Okay. Like, Dan, you I know that. you rather than, so basically what happened was, um, she she was in L.A. and she texted me, hey, you want me to come over? Uh, a, a, a scene got canceled <laughs> because they didn't have the, 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 the scenery ready. It was a girl on girl. Like, why don't you just put the scenery like a bookmark in the background? What what the set wasn't ready. I know. What does that mean? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> the porn set wasn't ready. So she came over and um, she's she's a cool person. I, I, I didn't I – didn't, Did you start dating well, I thought we were. For how long? Well, define dating. I thought it You're was more together? than it was. What? Sleeping together? You said, did I finger Sleeping her? together. Well, yes. Having sort sex. Of. So, well, well let, sort me, of. let me tell you the story. Uh-huh. So it's um, – I never, when she came over, thought anything would happen. I'm almost 30 years older than her. I never thought – she wasn't a porn person I sought out. You know what I'm saying? We talked as, about as books custom. and books about loneliness. What? Nothing. What about my as, sister? I said, as is your custom, to seek out porn stars. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I. Um, so no, it wasn't like someone. Hey, and uh, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a, even when I masturbate, I I don't have fantasies. I think I re I relive re reimburse re, <laughs> re, re, reimburse people. I, I didn't pay. No people re relive. People I already was. Sure, or, okay. All right. so, you know what I'm saying? I don't. Right. Oh, so, so so basically. But this one went a little. It started going. This one started going. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So right so, that first day when she came over. Yeah. Well, okay. she um, she she somehow mentioned the sugar daddy. Like was texting. Like, what's a sugar daddy? What does that mean? Totally. Simple. Does you she know? want you to be the sugar daddy, or she well, had a sugar daddy? Well, I know they can have a few, and I go, could, could I be a sugar daddy? Because she, this guy buys her a dress sometimes, and I, I and I, she goes, okay, and 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 um, is that when you figured we're dating? Well, I'm, I, her, I'm the sugar I, daddy. I didn't have to. I bought some weed. We went to a dispensary, and it was really it was like again. I don't think this sexually. We were talking, and she was getting concepts. Like sometimes I feel. Like I'm 40, 40 years in the future, there's a noir kind of movie and and it's like at an art house but it's about L.A. in the 2018s and I'm some weird lonely kind of character actor guy in a movie, in a noir in 2000. And you're exchanging pot for sex. 
Yeah, no, well, so basically, and she did something never happened on pod. Her face morphed where she looked like a different person. Uh-oh. I don't mean she looked like, you know, you or, you know, Dick Cheney, but I'm saying she, she looked her, but her face looked different. Okay, so then. When did that happen? You know. During the, sex? No, no, with the edible. Oh, oh, it's not like a weird thing. Oh, I'm with my mother. No, oh. no, no. I mean, because maybe she has something more in the MPD zone, multiple personality type dissociative disorder. Well, yeah, um, because so we, we, we went in my room and it was it was great because, again, this again, like with my porn, I like a story of familiarity, not like, hey, anyone, you come here. Yeah, yeah. So um, so basically, you know, we would um would text and call, but it wasn't even sexual. It was like she she wasn't even sexting. It was and and um, how how often did you have to buy her pot? It wasn't a sugar daddy thing. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That was just a thing, a line. Okay, but no, no, no. I didn't supply her with okay. anything. She okay. went back to the town she's from. Okay, and um, well, okay, we did talk about things we thought you know sexual. We did talk, but okay. it wasn't like you know, and um, so. She, so we didn't have full sex. So, but I got tested. It was weird watching her porn because you're thinking, and oh, I could do this with her, and this is the person she's. Mm-hmm. She is looking at me because she wants to do things. Yeah, yeah. So it was really weird. What and and I knew it put me in a bad reality because if I do mess around with her. It's going to br- really break me because I won't be able to be with some of the yentas I, I've been with. Or and then you the, get jealous and weird about that. Yeah, or just just how do I go back to the woman who I have to see her kids' plays and the kid has a problem and kicked me? You know, I just I tried being normal. I tried dating single moms and but but anyway, how do I go back to that Susie Essman world? I think of like. <laughs> I'm not saying they're all like the one on Susie Essman. No, I'm being stupid. I'm exaggerating. But but what was I saying? So okay, so so she I uh, she told me where to get tested because in porn they, they all get tested, tested. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was think I was thinking I didn't have I was so thrilled to do stuff even without that. Yeah, yeah. But all right, I want to you know yeah. know what it's like. And I thought I'm your age and. And it may not have a lot of years left and, and, and just have adventures. Okay. And so she was supposed to come out and and I went to this place to get tested with a point and they go, you talent? And I thought I had a lie. So it's yes. called you talent? No, they asked if I was talent. Oh my God, how funny. Yes, because it's where all the po- – and it's this database. What if you'd said no? Probably would have been all right. I didn't yeah. have to lie. You okay. know? And, um, so you go into a database? I go to a place and, and the, the doctor looks like Ricky Gervais with tattoos all over his oh arms. Oh, God. That's hysterical. And, and, it's, you know, and it's porn people. And there's a database. This is where she told me to go. You're in the database for porn. Oh, my God. Now. It's the best. <laughs> Gary, Fred Stoller is in the porn database. And, and I, I didn't know why. I, there was a reason why I can't just do it a doctor. This they tell you the next day. And and so I go there. Did you want the gold panel? You know, there's this thing. And I go, I don't know. And I called her, and she said, Yeah, get the old. The, the old was one. it expensive? It was like 125 oh, or something. Not bad. Yeah, it's the cheapest and and the quickest, and it's where all the producers go to see who's getting tested. Wow, some something. So you see all, all the weird people there, and 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 I said, Oh, I forgot. Am I supposed to fast the day before? He goes, No, this guy you see, he was on coke. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. <laughs> So, you know, so even oh though God. I know 
I, I, I probably don't have anything. You always hear about this is dormant in the sky. Yeah, or, you're fine. You know, yes. Yeah. So it was weird because like they text you. And so what happened? So did you wait, 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 wait. All right. All right. You, Jimmy, when I was telling the story, well, I was giving him all the salacious details and he kept going, did you fuck her? Did you fuck her? Oh, <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. So uh, <laughs> just like the character in the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So what's the question? I'm babbling too much. So, so you she got was tested. supposed to come out. You were negative. We, she, we, we had this whole thing we that were, she was going to come out. And, and I sex. thought I thought it was like a. Even though I know we're not in a relationship, I thought it's a relationship as I understand it because she was she she was really she's really cool and I thought I'd see her when she comes out. I'd stock the place up with snacks. I didn't have snacks last time, <laughs> and she wanted me to do dabs, and she was going to bring someone else and. And she's have real- a threesome. I thought so. Oh boy, she built it all up, and 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 I wanted to go on here because sometimes she cancels trips. She was supposed to come out before, but she said she had post traumatic stress. And she, you wanted to bring her on here so I could sort of thump on her, see what's wrong with her. But she wanted it. She thought okay. it'd be great. And and okay, I'm going to be honest. Okay, I um, I was even thinking that uh, I knew. I'm so repetitious when I say rational. I knew we're not a couple, but I thought maybe this is how I could be a couple as I understand it. Like I feel like um, meaning – It could be something. It, it, I really felt there was a connection. She got me. I didn't hear from her for a few days. Why uh, did you, Are you mad at me? No, I adore you. So even uh, – and, and I thought maybe – Where is, is it now? Where it now is um, she's been in town a week and hasn't uh, – Responded to, to any of the texts, so she's here, but you're not seeing her. No, ghosted me, and that's mm-hmm. and I feel I feel and, all, she, and you were going to bring her over here, and we were going to talk about this relationship. Well, you were going to talk about um, yeah. I wanted reassurance that now I think my listeners are going to really want this. I wanted reassurance. I think tell her she needs to come up here because the listeners are going to want. To I wanted reassurance that the testing would be okay without a condom. What dabs were? Someone said if you do it, you'll go chasing the next high. Don't you agree with me, Gary? We got, there are people going to want this resolved in some way. Either that, or they're going to want him to do dabs on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I was going to, and I thought. I'm older. Why not have fun? Do dabs be with this beautiful woman without the condom? And I wanted to get the, but she wanted it. She, she, um, okay. This is, this is the, this is why I brought it up to her going on your show. Yeah. That I really thought that there was something like I'm the middle aged neurotic comedian sort of with the, young porn actress but it'd be different if it was a show like Burt Kreischer I know he's married I'm just throwing out aggressive dude or Buffalo Barry or one of these bro guys a m- more comedy than- but I, I thought there's a genuine fondness with each yeah, other I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated and and I really want to I I'm thought, worried that she may have I wanted a, we talked about actually not a stupid reality show like honey I'm home oh here's my replica pussy oh I'm tired <laughs> you know or hey you know where you left a dildo out you know I really thought <laughs> I really thought to explore what I thought was going to be something, even May, though not a relationship. It's not over yet. Who knows what so will I, here. But this is what I'm guessing You're not happened. being crazy, which is good. I thought this is something, and I thought put out this dynamic out there of me and her. Yeah. And I feel I, I totally lost your credibility that I didn't come through, and, and me without her isn't good. No, you without her is excellent. 
It's great. Now I think we've wedded everyone. No, no, but this is why I think she's not coming on. Oh. What? Uh, wrap it up? Yeah. No, no. I have a question. I was just trying sure. to get Drew's attention, but go ahead. But why isn't she not coming? Then we're going to get This is what I think. Two things. I think, I think she got cold feet that someone probably shouldn't know, shouldn't know that maybe there's something there. And I think she disassociated herself with that. The other speculation is there were a few other times she was supposed to come out and she didn't because she was suffering post-traumatic stress. So From what? Not her – this is what I wanted to talk to you too about because I wanted to understand it. Not her father, her first marriage. I don't know people no, at PS – traumatic – Well, st- your post-traumatic stress symptoms can come out after a second trauma. So that means there was an earlier trauma probably that got activated by the second trauma. So basically I'm more embarrassed this happened, Drew, because what am, what am I expecting? I mean it was it was silly. As Jimmy said, the only thing I'm out is no money, nothing, just – little money. Uh, Nah, the I didn't. testing, but now you know you're not. Oh, you're the testing! Crazy. No, I now I know. Uh, I got. I wanted to walk around with it on my uh, iPhone to women at the Grove. Hey, yeah, I'm yeah. clean. Yeah, I'm clean. clean. Gold, so gold I'm, profile. I'm the gold profile. I'm on the, I'm on the, the talent database for yes. pornography. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll be calling me. So uh, worldwide, uh, worldwide models. So I, um, I think either. Did, I, look, this this severe pathology. I don't. I, I don't know if this is a generalization. One guy, no, dated a strip. He said a hundred percent of them have abuse, and I think with porn. So this. So that's why I'm not mad at her. I this. Gary, what's your question? Fred, do you smoke weed? You don't remember his whole weed story. I remember it, but I'm I'm asking if he does it well, on actually, a regular basis. Currently, well, days. this is what I what I do. Yes I, or no? I've been taking more edibles because why? We, why did you ask? And you've never done a dab, is that correct? I did. I did, but she had a different way to do it. Um, but I actually, I, I, I did do it, but I, I never did it with two women. And uh, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, so why, why do you ask? Uh, I just, I don't know. It, dabs, Does it sound like a good idea? They'll put you on a different planet. Okay. I mean, dabs are super intense for people who smoke a lot of pot. Yes. So if you don't smoke a lot of pot and you do even one dab, you're going to be on, I, I, on a different level. I think I did once smoke it at this place and I had to sit on a couch and I couldn't move for hours. <laughs> there you go. And that, that was my question. Yeah. I, but I, I – I, yeah, 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 yeah. It was all – You think you too much pot lately? What's up? You're picking up on maybe he's doing a little too much pot these days? No, no. no. I, I had the opposite thing, which is I don't think that he is – I don't think he's dabbling in things that will make the dabs a good that's, experience. That's, yeah, I think yeah. he's There's someone one dab and he's going to be in a you know, very uncomfortable maybe position. The, maybe the thing is that I know someone else who does dabs and his friend said because he's been doing weed for 30 years and I think – and I asked my friend. He said you'll be chasing that high. So that's why I was concerned. Well, now I want you to tell sure. her that you've been up here. We heard the story, and now we're all intrigued. We want to meet her. We want to interview her. No, no. Uh, I, I, I think that, that she, she's afraid of something. Well, th- tell her that it's on her terms. She can set the guidelines, and we'll figure out what's going no, on. I, I don't even know if I want to. Come on now. I, I, and let me tell the, the viewers if they're still listening. I, I, I'm not 
following I on Twitter in case you're trying to like look at who I follow at porn stars I, I defriended that I don't want to see what she looks like and get excited again and uh, right now I have no resentment no hostility yeah, you can still be an adult and bring her in here and figure out what happened I, w- I would obviously and- it was uh, the fact I'm not sure if I it's acceptable the, the ghosting for a week when I nasty, set up you but, this but, is real estate the yeah, Dr. Yeah. Drew show but I, but I bet um, that she's got some pretty serious it's either another guy that she's spending time with yes, or, or there's some serious symptomatology. She already told you she has PTSD type stuff. So that may prevent her from functioning. No, that's why I have no animosity. And, and you said the face changes and stuff makes me worry about the social identity disorder. No, that was me. Her or, face changed to me. No, but the reason it did, it may be something she's putting out. She looked like, you know, but do you ever look at people? Yeah. I think it's with sexy people. Like with this woman – She's so sexy, but then you look at her a different light. You go, I could see how she was that bookwormy nerd yeah. in high school. Where yeah. you see that person, or you yeah. see someone else. Yep, yep, yep. And I, l- 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 I know that we're wrapping up, and yep. I'm mad at myself because I wanted to practice not interrupting people. I annoy people and, and letting you talk. So I'm sorry. It's, this is your interview. You're talking. I'm, I mean, I interrupt you. That's all. No, no, and. Um, Again, it's good I, to see you, my friend. It's really always I'm, good to you see you. You look well. You look unusually well, by the way. You look like I'm you're doing. Good. I'm doing um, Iyengar yoga twice a week. Do you right. know what that is? Whatever it is, it's helping you. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I do do need to throw out edibles because I, I I'll do it every night. But I, I'm, I'm uh, I, I finished the first draft of a, a book. I'm a new book I'm writing. It, I didn't sell it. There's no proposal because I, I need to write it and know what it is. And so I'm very excited about cool. that and um, always – Your mood seems good. You've been through this relationship without getting worked over too bad. No, again, and- again, I'm more, I'm more upset that I – I'm more ashamed of myself that I put this pitch to come on your show for frivolous – I intentions. Love it. Relax. We're good. Jimmy goes, be honest. You want to get laid. Now we're, I'm doing a bad Chinese impression. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> we're good. And we will wrap this thing up and we'll bring her back at some point. I, I hope. I, tr- I trust she'd come and she's uh, welcome to come up here. So and- I, I shouldn't get mad if she reaches out. Yeah, no. no, no. I'll tell her empathy. Empathy. Up, empathy. Yeah, something's up. As All long right. as you're not mad. I'm not mad. This is fun. Good to see you. You it's too. Excuse to see you and they'll be back with your calls. Well, I think you've heard me talk about Purple before. It feels differently than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material developed by an actual rocket scientist. And uh, I'm telling you, it pays off. It's both soft and firm. Everyone that uses it in our house loves it. It's You feel supported while feeling comfortable. It's breathable, so you feel cool. And there's a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty. Free shipping and return. I, I Listen, there's no way you couldn't love this mattress. You're going to love Purple. And right now, for our listeners, you get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of the mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. So you got to text the keyword DREW, D-R-E-W, to the number 474747, and you will get that free pillow. But listen, you're going to be happy with Purple. It just shows up. And if you're not happy, you send it back, but you will be. If you're looking to buy a car, you are familiar with terms like MSRP, but 
Of course, you don't know what it stands for, or invoice price, list price, I, dealer price. I, what does that all mean? I, I don't know. It's meant to confuse you, I think. What you really want is the actual price that means something, and thus True Car is introducing True Price. Now you know exactly what you pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you ever get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on the cars like the one you want, all for the comfort of your home. And you know it's a true price, a great price, because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And when you lock in that price, you know you're locked in a vehicle on that True Car certified dealer's lot, whether you're going for new or used. And your certified dealers know this. They set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy new or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Hey, if you love my show, you're going to love What Now with Jessica Graff on Podcast One. The Big Brother contestant, a winner of The Amazing Race, joins hubby Cody Nixon as they navigate life after reality TV and the new waters of parenthood. Check out What Now with Jessica Graff every Tuesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And welcome back to Dr. Drew Podcast. We are, of course, taking your calls. I want to make a reminder, go to drdrew.com, click through the banners there. Save 30% on Hydrolyte. Support us through Amazon. The people that support us there at the website at drdrew.com, we select them very carefully and are happy to have them on board with us. Support the pirate ship here at the Coral Enterprise. We appreciate it so, so much. I'm going to some calls. Uh, and we may have Lena Corolla in here shortly. This is um, Drew. What's up there? Hey, Dr. Drew. Um, I talked to you a couple of months ago. Okay. Going through the course and um, – uh, ask you a couple questions. Well, now I've, I've been single for a while. I'm 38, and I'm getting a lot of attention online because I'm a pastor, and I really don't want the attention, but I'm, I'm getting some questions from ladies, and I, I don't really know how to say no kindly. Um, I, I just I have, a, I have trouble trying to, uh, and, and it sounds like, you know, whatever people want to talk to me or whatever, but but um, I just I don't know how to be kind and not lead people on. So give um, give me a really specific example if you can. I maybe not okay. without there, without. Late, yeah. I, I don't want to be too yeah, much there, divulging confidences, but if, the more specific we are, be the better I can help you. Sure, a lady from my past uh, years ago. Um, she was married. I was married. Uh, she has started messaging me over the last couple of weeks and kind of using the church angle and children and all that kind of thing just to kind of get me talking. Well, now that I'm talking, she revealed that she used to have a thing for me back several years ago. Both of us were married. Well, I'm not interested in anything right now. I'm just trying to raise my, my sons and, and get through this next phase of life. But I have a friendship with this girl, and I just don't know how to say, no, I'm not interested, but thank you very much for you know, reaching out. She lives several states away now, and I just don't know. I don't really know how thing at 38. Yeah, I, I I don't understand why you're having such difficulty because you have the perfect sort of description of why you wouldn't want to go out, which is you're focusing on your family right now. You, you don't, you know, that she lives a long way away. I, I, I would just, is it that you want to maintain a friendship with her because you like talking with her and that feels good to you? I mean, what, what, and you're afraid you're going to shut everything down? Gosh, I'll be honest with you. It's it's a it's a real difficult thing because I like the attention. Right. I'll just be honest with you, I do. Yeah. But but I don't want. It's so weird to like the attention and want to feel needed by somebody, but at the same time, not really want a relationship with them. And when, especially when she's pushing so much, and it's just right. I just don't want to be mean to anybody. But at the same time, you know, it feeds my ego, and I'm just not sure. 
well, how to draw boundaries. I, I, I get it, and thank you for being honest. And it's sort of human to you know you'd be, you'd be you'd feel lonely otherwise if you didn't have somebody you were talking to, and that's normal to feel good about talking to somebody. But why not? Um, but you got to realize you don't want to be mean, but you're being terribly unfair to her by giving yeah. her the impression that I mean, you wouldn't call it mean in an overt aggression sense of expression of aggression, but you are kind of being mean by yeah. leading her to believe that there's a possibility here. And I think if you're going to be not mean to her, you just have to be just straightforward and honest. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm having a difficult, you know, I never saw myself in this position. Uh, being 38, being single, and having to worry about all this, but I really appreciate that because I think you told me exactly what I need to do. Yeah. It's just it's just hard to make that decision. I don't know. If yeah, I know, and and I and it's you're 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 being honest with yourself that, about how you know it feels good, and that's why you like to do it, and and you could even, I mean. Here, here's one thing I'd watch out for. Let, let's say you were to tell her, you know, I really like talking with you. I like, you know, I enjoy this. This is really fun and meaningful to me. If you tell her that, you're leaving the door open in her mind for the possibility of a relationship. So I don't even think that's fair, given how she's okay. behaving. So I think you got to kind of shut it down and think in terms okay. of being mean is mean when you uh, what has been mean is is kind of leading around. So you can do what you got to do. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, man. I really appreciate it. Thank All you so right. much. Good luck, man. See ya. Eric, what's going on there? Wow, this is so cool. I'm actually talking to Dr. Drew. How are you? Here we are. How about that? Um, yeah, you know what? I listen to you and uh, and obviously Adam on the, on the podcast. And um, <clears throat> I know you're doing uh, kind of the, the meat-heavy diet. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I was just curious if you would ever talk with any of the, the plant-based doctors um, sure. I mean, that's that's sort of been the not just the predominant; it's been the only voice out there for the last ten years. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I've been talking to is plant based, and myself, I was very much plant based, uh, mm-hmm. almost exclusively. But uh, who who, uh, who did you speak with? Uh jeez, all the way back, Andrew Weil, all the way back. I mean, it, I mean, it just you know, it's it's been years and years. Oz is plant based. Uh, uh-huh. almost anybody we spoke to uh, was playing. got it. And, right. uh, I was just curious. And uh, I, I have no objection to that at all. I mean, it's and it may end up being the right thing. You know, it might be the correct thing, and maybe I'll one day be proven to have done something very unhealthy for myself. That's why I'm not I'm not advocating for the carnivore or the oh, keto oh diet. I know, and I'm I'm never someone to be like a gotcha kind of thing. That yeah, you were wrong all this time. I was just um, it seems to be kind of the rage now. Um, the keto people stuff, yeah, kind of going the the carnivore route, and yeah, I I think um, I I'm I'm really unconvinced that it's the right thing for young people, right? Uh-huh. I think I think the long term exposure to this could really be a problem. Somebody my age, I don't know. It's interesting. Our protein needs are way high. It's different. Uh, so and we may find out that we need to have different diets for different age groups. I I, I don't know. I'm sure. Sure, I think all that's fair. Yeah. I just. I was just curious if you would ever talk to, say, a Dr. Garth Davis or a Dr. Michael Greger or Joel Kahn. Joel Kahn was actually just on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. He's a cardiologist from Michigan. Yeah, if you're if you're a cardiologist, you're going to be very excited about plant based diet. What's what's yeah. his, his name again? Joel. Doctor Joel Kahn, or how do you, how do you um, that? Dr. Garth Davis and Dr. Neil Barnard. They're all top-notch cardiologist. It's Neil just Barnard, like you. I'm a guy of the sciences. I have to look at it objectively. Yeah, kind absolutely. Of what, 
led me to it. But I, I was just curious because it seems to be kind of the rage now and people are, right. you know, justifiably so excited about it anytime there's new type of craze. But you're, you're talking about the, nice. the keto diet? No, whenever there's... Keto, carnivore, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had... Uh, oh, I had Steve Gundry on. Steve Gundry, who's sort of another version of the, the plant diet, or the book called The Plant Paradox. Right. So yeah. Joel Kahn actually was on The Doctors and... I mean, I'm not trying to sound like yeah, a jerk, but it kind of made him look bad because he made some ridiculous claims. Um, even though he is an educated guy, he's kind of spinning some of yeah. this, certain things. Um, but, you know, that's, again, I, I don't, you know, I don't advocate doing, like, gotcha type things. I'm, I'm a man of just looking at what does it objectively say. Who is the guy? What these guys publish, which is all non-industry-funded studies. A very interesting guy to talk to was the guy... Who is the carnivore guy, the the new lipid guy? He's a he's an engineer. Ah, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I interviewed him, and this is the other side of the story. But he's really re looking at the way lipid metabolism works, and he's had some mm-hmm. very interesting observations. Uh, I'm looking through my Twitter feeds if I can just luckily. Um, Dr. Sean Baker? Sean, no, not Sean Baker. No, no, Sean no, Baker is the carnivore Sean guy. <laughs> yeah, Sean is the carnivore guy. This guy is actually a, a very careful scientist, and he's trying to he, – he just feels that the, the modeling we've done on lipids has been somewhat wrong, and uh, he's trying to sort of – Dave re- Feldman? Yes, Dave Feldman. Dave Feldman. Well, I think, it would, be, I think it would be good then to maybe talk with those guys and say – Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm open, I'm open to everything. T- tell me – how do you spell Joel's last name again? Joel – Joel Kahn, K-A-H-N. K-A-H-N. Okay. I can probably get him in touch with you anyways. But, All right, Gary, we should, um, uh, we should do that. To, it's more, I'm, I do those interviews more on the Swole Patrol you know, podcast. Yeah, right, uh, right, right. But I definitely yeah, get those my, guys over there for sure, for sure. Okay? Yeah. Cool. And All also, right. um, Adam said something uh, the other day that, oh, such a low blow. To me he or you? Kind of the, no, on the I was just listening to one of your episodes of Adam and Dr. Drew show. Yeah. And he said the plant-based people were kind of like his mom and oh, I almost <laughs> had to pull the car pull the car over. That's hysterical. Well, <laughs> say, I, Adam, I mean, no, his mom was from the truth. His mom was that. She she was way down that road. Way way way. But that 70s version of it. There was a 70s version of this too where you literally the, the famous ad was a grape nuts ad where this guy, this nat, so-called naturalist, says, "If you ever eat a, eaten a pine cone, some parts are edible." And people were, and that's you know, that's sort of what Adam was raised on was pine cones, essentially. Yeah. And uh, no, that's I why know. He, that's just, why he has a little disdain. That, it was like a dagger. I was like, no. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> so, all right, man. So we'll anyway. look into that stuff for you. Right. Very cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Very nice Appreciate talking it. to you, Doctor. Right, you too. Thanks, Eric. Okay. Bye. Uh, let's see. If we get some more calls in here. It's James. James, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? I was uh, calling to see what you would do about seasonal depression. Well, season if you if you are formally diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder, the treatment is light therapy, right? There's a, there are these lights you can buy that are specifically designed. You have to sit in front of for a certain number of time every every day. And uh, if you have a, if you strictly have a seasonal affective disorder, that tends to work very well. But uh, how was it you were diagnosed? Uh, well, I was diagnosed with uh, schizoaffective disorder. Okay, well that's bipolar. okay. Well, that's not seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, so that, that would, those two disorders would overwhelm any seasonal issues. Yeah, well, it's just the I guess the time of year has just been difficult. I guess more than anything. Yeah, uh, what's go- being done? Are, are we? Are you? What, you're schizoaffective and bipolar. Is that yes. what you said? What's being done for those conditions? 
uh, Abilify and Zoloft. Did you and ever? I was doing well on the Abilify and Zoloft, but for some reason, uh, like just today, it was pretty bad. I didn't want to get out of bed. Mm. Now I'm feeling good again, but I just don't want to go through the same thing again tomorrow. And has this happened every December? No, I, I guess just more recently than anything. Okay, so maybe call the psychiatrist who's prescribing and tell him what happened. So All right. Don't make any adjustments, okay? I will. All right. Good luck. Take care. Bye. Uh, and this is Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Hi there. Hey. Hi. Hey, listen, I uh, just found out somebody told me about um, this uh, refuge recovery and Noah Levine and and I kind of, I started like looking at some of, just some of the information and I kind of started wondering about the difference between 12-step recovery and the Buddhist approach or refuge <laughs> uh, recovery. Uh, Gary, Any thoughts on it? Uh, Gary, please get me the, the uh, This Life podcast that we went over. We interviewed Noah. Uh, refuge recovery, I'll say something like that. It was a while ago. Uh it's obviously structured differently, right? Refuge has got a lot of good success. It's a Buddhist-based recovery program. <coughs> it it right. ends up you – know, all these programs end up being very similar, right, in terms of – they may emphasize one thing or another. But, but ultimately, these are interpersonal experiences, spiritual experiences, guided experience where you're encouraged to talk about shame and guilt and things you've done around your disease – and uh, share it with another person, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't appear to be numbered, but it was from February 2016. February 2016, we talked to Noah. Okay, I, now, I will now look he, it up. His actual program, I think, has closed, but his books and things are still around, and he's still around, I think. Um, but the actual Well, he's very active on Facebook and yeah. running um, the meditations and such, and I just kind of thought, gosh... Maybe it would be a good idea to step back. Of course, I don't know the whole story. And I have to tell you, I've taken workshops years ago with his dad, Stephen Levine and Andrea oh Levine. And such, um, uh, you know, humble people. And and I don't know him, and you probably do, but I, I don't know. I just, I'm wondering, I don't know that much about the refuge recovery. And well, I came up with, you know, good old-fashioned 12-step. Yeah. Well, twelve step. And I know there's ego. We have ego alcoholics, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Listen, so so here's here's the way I sort of frame this. Twelve step has now evidence basis for success in sustained abstinence. So there is evidence basis for twelve step. So I can make a I can make an evidence based recommendation to twelve step. I can't do that with refuge because there, no one has studied it. What I can tell you, oh, for, but okay. hold on, but hold on, I can give you testimonials from people I know who are in recovery and have great respect for him and have seen people who resist other forms of recovery or can't fully recover really yeah. get, get a lot out of this program. And I, I don't see a big downside to it. There's a lot of rich material in his in his ideas. I mean, he's a good guy. He's a very good guy. And he had a rough go sure. in recovery himself. And this the way he helps others is the way he was helped. But you're saying there's, and I hear what you're saying. Thank yeah. you for that. I'm sure he is. I'm yeah. sure he is. Um, but there's no metrics because, right. I mean, what's the longest someone is? How long has it been around? I didn't even right. know it was around. That's right. So there's no, there's no sci- clinical studies on it or anything like that. It's it's sort of a, okay. it's kind of a, you know, people get sober as you know through lots of different means, right? 
Yeah, and yeah, and and, so, and lots of different things speak differently to different people, and and I I try not to get you know sort of in, uh, too hung up on what someone's specific. You know, people get uh, rational recovery. People get sober with that all the time. People get sober with other you know sort of other mutual aid societies, but mutual aid generally mm-hmm. is the model that works as long as there's a yeah. Sp- I have I have a friend who's newly sober and is a nurse and. She has. She wasn't raised with God. She doesn't really. She has issues with you know the second yeah. step and the God piece. Sure. So maybe something like that would be good for her. Yeah. I was raised Catholic. I wasn't practicing, but in 82, it was just like you know that piece. I got it right away. I believe. I still believe. Yeah. I, see. I I almost I feel like. I almost – I like when people struggle with the God thing because they have to come up with something to get them outside of their own head. And they, yes. they can call it whatever they want. It can be whatever they want. Uh, but they, the, the immediate rejection of it means I'm not giving up control, essentially what that means. And I'm not willing to look at things bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously that's a you know, real problem if you're an alcoholic, right? Yeah. And so they yep. need to let that shit go. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Jerry, for calling. Thank right. you. You do great work. I just uh, enjoy listening to you. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Appreciate it so much. Bye. Well, look at this. We've got a special visitor. Don't, don't touch my meat, Lynette. You can sit right here by me. Lynette Corolla oh, with your Mahalo t-shirt. <laughs> so how are you? She's sick, she, but she she wandered in to talk yes, to us. She very kindly. I love Dr. Drew. Well, thank you for coming oh, in favorite here. favorite people on the mm, You're very earth. sweet. No, I'm going to jump kidding. in and point out that you can get that Mahalo t-shirt at AdamCarolla.com along with <laughs> all of our great merch. That's why you get paid the big bucks, kids. There you go. That's right. So sore throat, sinus burning. Oh, my God. Drew. Upper oh, respiratory oh infection. Oh, my God. And I can't be sick right now. I'm, I have so much to do. Mm. But- I was fine this morning. I know you get this is going around Southern California right now. It is, yeah, yeah. and it, it lasts only a couple of days unless it goes into like a bronchitis or something. But it has not been doing that most people. So it really my bad throat, throat is killing me now. It Are was kid, fine this morning. Kid sick. Sunny had a cold. Yeah, but not this bad. Like, I mean, he, everybody's different. Hopefully, it's just the virus that, that's getting it. I know you want it to go away, but I, I know what can it, I do? Nothing. And, Fluids, decongestants, like the lots of nutrition. What is that going to do? Wait, oh, so Adam- there was a little bit of data that zinc might help, but that's sort of been debunked over the years. Oh, Jeru, don't gash yeah. my dreams. I'm sorry, Adam. But what? Adam says that you uh, is it you that said to put the the salt tablets. Adam put hydrolite, the- hydrolite. Hydrolite with the salt tablet. He breaks yes. open a salt tablet. I think you're talking about Vinnie Tortorich, who has a new salt product from his Pure Vitamin Club line. Uh, My wife uh, takes those every night. Wh- she raves about them. Why? What does it do? It's just volume, oh. right? Yeah, volume is good. It's like hydro- vol- hydrolite. Vol- oh. It's like an IV. Oh, yeah. These things are good for you to keep you keep you well well hydrated when you're sick like this. Okay, that okay. is a good thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Drew. Well, thank you for being on. You've been okay. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know. Um, oh, well, I was at, I was mad at Adam. Shocking. <laughs> really? What happened? Well, you tell me. So, well, it's just, you know, we're fine. Everything's fine. We're Come on now. Go. You tell me. No, but so uh, so we're moving into a new house. Yeah, I didn't know about this. You I mentioned know. it today. Like, when you let me ask questions about it. We're, we're I mean. It's it f- right. It's right up the street. Oh, my God. You guys keep doing that. I know. Moving, like, but we're done. This is it. 
that. What about done. the house he wanted to build? That's what the thing was. Is it came time to build the house, and he said we could spend three years and get divorced building this house, or this house came on the market and it checks all the boxes that we want. You know, oh. it's got a view, it's private. This, oh, and that. nice. So I said, all right, let's do that. All right, good, cool. <laughs> so I, I can't wait. When is it going to be? Um, this month we're moving in December. Like he wants to, us to be in by Christmas. Did you sell the other one? No. Not yet. So that's the nice thing that that I agree. We have our time. We can take our time. But he wants to be in. We we got to get a Christmas tree for the kids. I mean, the new we, house. Yes. Uh. He wants to be in by Christmas. Yeah. And today's December eleventh. Mm-hmm. Have you got movers? Ah, <laughs> oh, funny you should ask. This is why we got an argument. So we didn't really get an argument he, in the beginning. Olga piped up and she goes, "Oh, Adam, that was a lot of work the last time. It was just me and Lynette." Can we please get some? He goes, we got Rob. We got Rob and a truck. Uh-oh. Rob and a truck. Uh-oh. And, uh, and she said, well, that's what happened last time. Lynette and I were moving the couches from the – we were literally moving couches yeah. from the whatever. He sees – some of these moving organizations are swift and sure and relatively inexpensive. Yes. Yes. If memory serves, didn't a bunch of clothes fall out on the freeway? Yes. Yes. They're <laughs> Gary's still laughing. I know. Well, I, know. Well, Rob I feel bad, go. but I have this image of Rob in my head running across the, the 210 freeway or whatever it was, <laughs> scared to death of his boss, but dodging uh-huh. full speed traffic. Right. And he he saved a couple ties and and uh, silk jackets or whatever, but <laughs> one of them has a tire mark on it, <laughs> and he still wears it. Oh my god! We can't see it. It doesn't read on TV. Maybe for I got I got maybe for Christmas present for him mm-hmm. movers movers. Okay, well he doesn't want movers because he's like look we're you know we're we're getting the tech guy over there we're getting all this we're putting a little bit of whatever money is gonna add up so I, you know we don't have to be out by a date that's the nice thing let's have Olga come like every day from nine to six even though Olga doesn't come nine to Olga comes and oh, leaves boy. whenever she wants really? but uh, have Olga come nine to six and she could start packing up and moving you know box by box by box we have two home offices and then we have the two kids and we have our bedroom. Oh. And we have the kitchen, and uh, oh. yeah, and so and these movers they just they sweep in and whoosh, I know they take everything I've never out. had because like my kids have to move in New York City frequently, mm-hmm. and, and, and even my kids out here have had to move a couple times, mm-hmm. and they hire these guys for like three hundred bucks, and it's just, I know, I know they take care of it. So yeah. we so he's but he said okay, get a quote because Olga piped up. We got a quote, and then. Uh, and then <clears throat> I told him, well, for a whole crew to come and take care of everything and get it done in a day since we want to be in by Christmas, it's going to cost 3000 4000 Mover? Mm-hmm. To Why? Pack, to pack and unpack. The, they're charging that? This is a high-end place. <laughs> I know. Move on, right? So I said, well, if I can get the price down. He goes, no, let's not. We don't need it. And then he Why don't you just get someone to move the furniture? That's what I said. He was going to move the big stuff. But like, but like, let, no, let's, I don't care. Let him move the big stuff. Rob, I want somebody to help me pack and unpack. So anyway, the, but the, but the thing that really steamed my being was (laughs) when he said, don't be, don't be afraid of hard work. Oh. (laughs) When I'm here every night with a, now I got the virus and here every night packing up these Christmas crates that have to be out in the mail by a certain date. It's a lot of work. That's yeah. uh, you know over a hundred Christmas crates plus all the 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 Black Friday stuff that needs to be get. But I mean, we have a fulfillment center that I'm heading up now. Me and Emmy. How's the so, Corolla drinks doing? 
great. Yeah. But that's the problem. It's just it's just me and two couple volunteers. These people that are here tonight helping me, they're 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 fans. They're just what? Yeah. Oh my god. So anyway, uh, uh but don't be afraid of hard work, he says. <laughs> and then uh, but but really like that's that's what your husband says to the wife that's over here. I know that's know. not a chick thing to no. say that. That's, no, that's my it's wife not. saying, yeah. But it's bleeding into Natalia. Uh-oh. Because she's starting to treat me the way Adam treats me. Oh, she. Well, I can't. I mean, she's got that teenage, you know, that preteen attitude, and she's oh, treating it, Olga that way as well. It gets so crazy as they approach. That it builds all the way to like eighteen. Mm, Good times. It's scary. Mm. Yeah, and uh, you know, and she's she's she. You know, Natalia, and she's taught her friends talks about cutting now and stuff yeah. like that. And she was just she's trying to get attention. Uh. But anyway, but it just it's starting to bleed into into Natalia, and I'm starting to see like what what you know do I do I cause an argument and go hey you know Adam's never going to admit to he's wrong no well like you know you know have you ever that. in your whole entire life knowing him have you ever heard him, heard him say yeah you're right I was, I was kind uh, of out of line no not out of line but but occasionally if you make a very targeted mm-hmm. good point mm-hmm. he'll go yeah I can see that but. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, right? Yeah. But right, and it's usually in front of other people when he admits. Like, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't see you guys alone, so I don't know if he capitulates. I, I bet he would capitulate, but you have to make a really good point. Yes, you which is very it's rare. Which, right? <laughs> oh my god, this is awful. I know. And it's the holidays, and the mm-hmm, kids, mm-hmm, and the- mm-hmm. so just now, I well, I got the quote down to to twenty five hundred. Mm. It's still a lot. I don't know. For, All I know is I, we've been using these cheap groups for. I should find out what the. You should text my son. See what. See what. Okay. Where he got that cheap stuff? Okay. Because he's he's been raving about it. Because there's nothing to it. They rare through there. And, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's you know, a law students right. stuff. You know. Right. But he had a bunch of. He's a musician too. He had a bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You know, well, it's not a house. Yeah, see, we're dealing – and it's Christmas time and again with the merchandise here and all that stuff. This yeah. is a lot. Do we take calls? Uh, this is a call coming. Let's take one. This is okay. uh, Jose. Jose, what's up? Hey, Dr. Drew. How are you, sir? We're good. Long-time listener, guys. Um, I got a quick uh, – kind of weird question. I started this job here in North Carolina, Ohio with this – I work with this guy. And every time I speak to him about different subjects – I can see his, his lips moving, like he's repeating every word that I say. Oh, why? Why he does that? He he, he literally parrots your words back to you that. with his lips. Yes. Is there any, tell me anything else you notice about him? Um, I know he's divorced. He has some drama at home. I heard a few little things about his family, but I don't know. He's just so weird that he bothers me every time I speak to him. You can see his little lips just like pretty much repeating every word I say. I understand, but, but I need just a little bit, a uh, little small movement on his lips. I understand, but I need to understand more about him. In other words, does he have tics or twitches, or does he have any upset, preoccupation? Oh no, no like he doesn't. OCD type, uh, you know, sort of repetitive behaviors or anything. Uh, he might be OCD, yes. Yeah, so it sounds like it's sort of in that zone. Uh, you had anxiety and OCD. Sometimes people, it's almost like a tick, and uh, it, mm. it would not be that unusual. It, it 
doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just his tick. Oh, okay. It, it sometimes be the same. bothers me. Sometimes I'm, I think he's funny, but no, it's annoying. <laughs> I'm sure it's annoying, and I'm sure he would rather stop it, but it's not different than if he was, like, blinking a lot or screwing he up his nose. He can't control it. He can't control it. And it's uh, th- those kinds of ticks are really kind of hard to deal with, especially if he's an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not young. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, you know, there's there's an organization called the International IO, IOCDF. Okay, Jose, it's the I, International Organization of International Obsessive Compulsive Disorder Federation. IOCDF. Foundation. Right? I got I it. I don't, know, foundation how, I don't know how to foundation. break it. To foundation. Him. What's that? I don't know how to break it to him. Well, I know he might. I, I, I think it offensive. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that seems like such a, um, you know, it, it's something that it could bother him, make him feel insecure if you brought it. But if you were to see any other repetitive behaviors, maybe you could get him to the IOCDF.org. They've got a ton of resources there. It's one of the greatest organizations. They, I've had so many people. Thank you, Jose. I've had uh, patients and colleagues have severe OCD. Really? And that organization has just all these resources for helping people, and they do such a great job, and people get better. Really? Mm. What about a child that does it? I have a friend that has... IOCDF.org. They have children's programs there, too. Uh, uh, Gary, what was the uh, pod I did with Elizabeth Mackingale? You know what I'm talking about? Remember? That name does not sound familiar. Hold on. Elizabeth Mackingale? I'm sure she was on this podcast. She was a <laughs> she's a young woman from Texas whose OCD was so bad she they, they, literally she, she was actively suicidal she couldn't get out mm, she couldn't get sad. out of her bedroom because she'd have to put on and off clothing and in and out of showers oh, so yeah, many times Yeah I remember that episode remember? 251 251 Liz McIngill mm, That sounds and, horrible McIngill um doctor uh, podcast1.com/premium for uh, all the access yeah. to that Yeah well stuff. she went to Menninger's and they gave her exposure therapy back before they really knew that's exactly what do people like this. What's exposure therapy? Where they sort of – as opposed to – you know, this is why I object so strongly to safe spaces because you're supposed to do when people have a strong phobic reaction is expose them. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't like dogs, you're afraid of dogs, you don't hide from dogs the rest of your life. You slowly exposed to dogs in a therapeutic context where mm-hmm. the therapist sort of helps them. And they did this exposure therapy. They had just to have her put on certain color clothes and certain kinds of sweaters that she had phobic sort of preoccupations oh. about. And now she's one of the most capable therapists in wow. uh, the country wow. and heads up one of the IOCDF organizations. That's so, really cool. Right? Isn't yeah. that a great story? I mean, you would yeah. not ever you know, see her as this disabled patient with a psychiatric problem because she's such a capable professional wow. now. But she says she has to still work on it and it's something that's with her and it's part of her biology and she still has to deal with it. You know, that reminds me, Adam was telling Sonny, to bring him up again, but Adam was telling Sonny the other night about the story where he snapped you out of your panic attack and Sonny thought it was a cruel thing to do. <laughs> he did. Uh, Sonny is absolutely correct. And Sonny was like, yeah, he was, when I got home, Sonny was telling me what he and me and dad were walking and he was, t- that's when Adam brought up the fact like, Sonny, you don't want to be afraid to do hard work, okay? You got, and I'm like, what are you telling me? <laughs> and then, uh, and then he said, uh, and then dad, then dad and I, then dad told me about the uh, time that he <sighs> tried to, try to cure Dr. Drew of his panic attack. <sighs> and I, I actually thought it was particularly cruel. That's what he said. <laughs> Good for him. All right. Well, uh, well, <laughs> no, let me just say that at that point in my life, 
I could get over panic attacks. And that's sort of why I wanted a break, just to sort of recoup myself. Mm-hmm. If he had tried to do that with me at 19 when I was having severe panic attacks, mm-hmm. I would have been disabled by that. Right. Disabled. Mm-hmm. Because I was already kind of disabled by panic at that point. I mean, it was really a, just a mind-boggling panic I used to get into. Like what? Where I couldn't what? function. I just couldn't, I couldn't get up. And, um, what, just did a, something trigger it? Having generalized anxiety disorder, some childhood trauma, and uh. then being wired for panic, mm. and then sort of being out of control at that, and not being—I right. didn't have any oars in the water. I was just yeah. rudderless at that point. Yeah. And um, so, if he would have done that at that time, it would have been horrible. It would not have worked at all. But uh, you know, later in life, when things were kind of going okay, th- this was sort of just a remnant kind of. It almost wasn't even a panic attack. It was just feeling like overwhelmed that I couldn't function. What did you I, do? You came into the dressing room. I came into my dressing room. I said, I just need to compose myself. And your husband came in and said, hey, I'm not going to sit here one more goddamn minute that I have to. You get your ass on out there. Let's finish this show. So and don't have, you don't have to say a thing. I'll carry you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I can go back out there. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was oh. mostly concerned that I couldn't do a good job. That's the biggest reason yes. I was uh, right. sort of um, – Right. Sort of not functioning well. I'd had a fight with John Favreau about an hour before. Oh. Yeah. Is that why he gives you the – he makes your skin crawl? No, he doesn't. No, I like John no. Favreau. He, I actually like him. But he – here's what happened was he was – you know, I take some of these calls seriously. And mm-hmm. uh, he, we were on, on Love Line on MTV and Favreau was the guest. It was just after uh, – what was that, that first thing he did, the, the uh, shoot? You mean Swingers? Uh, Swingers. Swingers. It was just after mm-hmm. Swingers. Mm-hmm. And um, – he, his kid called in and he was actively psychotic. And I was like, hey, I'm sure somebody's trying to treat you. Yes, they don't know what they're doing. I go, please take the medicine. You know, that's the kind of just trust him. And Favre goes, don't you take any medication. Don't you trust anybody. Oh, no. And I'm like, this dude is actively psychotic. This is not okay. Right. And we got in a fight oh, over God. it. And then I sort of had a reaction later. So. Right, right, right. So that was, right. It was so irresponsible. I'm like, how dare you yes, say that? Right, right. You know, a physician sitting next to you saying, look, this is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you tell him, do whatever you want. The mm-hmm. guy's psychotic. You don't know what the fuck you're what talking you're about. Yeah. Right. So anyway, did he apologize? It. No, but mm-hmm. we we later made up, like like mm-hmm. months later. So <laughs> so I so I have nothing but good things to say about John. <laughs> so listen, uh, thank yes. you for spending some time. Of with course, me. thanks and, for uh, having hope me. Hope you feel better. Thank you. And, uh, I would hug you, but I don't I'm not going to get near you. No, no, no thank you. And I hope this microphone. Somebody needs to sterilize. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and, thanks, uh, Drew. That about does it. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. Thank you.